Welcome to the Faith Church Peshtigo podcast. You can connect with us online at faithpeshtigo.com. We're also on Facebook. Just search for Faith Church Peshtigo. Today's podcast features a conversation between Pastor Jay and Pastor Robbie talking about the sermon from September 19th, 2021. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Faith Church podcast. I'm your host, Jay. And joining me is Robbie, who I was hoping was going to do a spit take right there. It was close. It came dangerously close. Yeah. So uh, we are... Welcome back, man. Hey, thanks. You've been away from the podcast for a while. It feels like it. So my question is, is it that... Wait, no, it's only been two weeks. Yeah, I think that's right. Never mind. There goes my whole bit. Mm. You had a, you had a bit about well, my just, absence? Yeah, it was just that you... I thought that you... with When I was gone, either I thought, did you get so used to doing it with Jeff? And then one week back with me and you're like that's too much well and you passed me off to jeff you I, are a little bit more than jeff right you've got, right here. You've got more energy sometimes i feel like you guys take turns babysitting me on the podcast that's kind of what it feels like sometimes are we that transparent yeah i mean it's pretty obvious mm. it's pretty obvious when i say who's gonna do the podcast with me this week and you look at jeff <laughs> and you say i did it last time you're, you're up in the same voice that my wife says, I put them to bed last night. <laughs> it's the same voice. I'm not, Is it? I did it last time. Okay. And then, but I'm I'm delightfully oblivious to it. I'm like, all right, let's go. That's good. You're you're in no way impeded. Now we we just need to recharge our introvert energy. Right. So let's recharge it, man. You recharge not your introvert energy, but your melancholial. My melancholia. Melancholia. Is that a, okay. Mm-hmm. So not melancholical. So I gotta ask you though, yeah. when you you did an intro this week <laughs> when you're talking about joy, yeah. and you said that you didn't want to be typecast because you feel like you always preach about being sad. Is that, <laughs> you, is that a thing? I've done quite a few. I've definitely done a few on. I mean, I did one like I've only done one that was directly like on depression, but I definitely lean more toward the here's how to work through discouragement um which is which is important and helpful yeah. i think but uh definitely felt time to just lean heavy into uh why we should be living with joy right so i'm if people by the way if you hear noise in the background it is because we're recording this while awana and wednesday night activities are going on that's right. It's a madhouse on it the other side house. of this door. So, so normally we kind of lock down the office and you know put up signs that say recording podcast. We like to pretend like we're professional. Right. We, should, we like to make it, you know, but tonight I was just like, whatever, we just need to, we just need to roll with it. And so if you hear screaming in the background, that's what's going on. Yep. Also your flailing arms keeps bumping the microphone, which. So well, if, if you if gave you, me headphones that worked, Robbie, then I would know that. That's I just, I just almost want to put that out critique. there. I just want to put that out there. I'm functioning with one ear right now, and I can't tell when I'm doing something obnoxious. Anyway, <laughs> did you, <laughs> you're melancholy. So yeah, so that typecast. So here's the thing that I was thinking about when you said that. I, um, I think that in the last 20 years or so, it has been a a healthy development in the church at large, and certainly we have been in that as well that we've been very much a part of that to develop a, what we would call kind of a robust theology of suffering. Yes. 
Agreed. Because there definitely was a season in in the church where everything was kind of happy, happy, joy, joy. And it was just like, if you have been a faith, then you are happy all the time, which kind of led to people feeling like they had to keep up kind of some appearances. And Mm -hmm. then not only that, but then when hard things hit, a lot of people struggle with, what did I do wrong? Like, I did I disobey God? Did I hear from him incorrectly? Like, why are these hard things happening? And so a healthy correction in the church at large has been to say, you know what? Scripture is very clear that if you follow Jesus, there will be suffering and that God does some of his greatest work in suffering. And so we want people to understand that, that if you're going to follow Jesus, that's going to happen. And Peter, you know, saying, do not be surprised the fiery trials and they come upon you as though something strange were happening to you. Um, we are told to count it all joy when we meet um, various trials or trials of different kinds. Uh, we are prepared constantly for suffering. And so I think it's a good and healthy correction in the church to um, to address that. But then what has happened, I think there's as as often happens when you kind of, you know, it's like if you're steering a ship, Robbie. Hmm. If you are going across and you you kind of pick a point, you realize you're kind of drifting off course, and then you correct. Well, sometimes you overcorrect, or you start drifting. Right. Like you have to constantly be watching that, and I think that that's happened a little bit. There's a little bit of overcorrection, and and in some circles, and I think for me, it's like we forget, but we're supposed to be joyful still. Like right. joyful doesn't right. mean fake. Actually, to be obedient to God would be joyful in it. So, have you experienced a a similar thing or what would you yeah i mean really that was the conviction that that i was wrestling with in wanting to s- step back from um not wanting to overcorrect not wanting to say well if the if the problem was we made it seem like you have to be happy all the time and that's not healthy or biblical um then the solution is not to overcorrect to the opposite extreme and say, therefore, we must wallow in misery mm-hmm. and always feel bad about our sin and whatnot. Like, we need to address our sin. We need to be honest about that. We need to be honest about our doubt. We need to be honest about uh, discouragement and, and depression in the church. That was something that was not talked about for a really long time. And, um, and that led to a certain type of unhealth. Um, but then to dwell on that, at the exclusion of of biblically commanded joy is also not healthy. So, um, you know, if the command is weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice, hopefully that means we are both weeping and rejoicing and that there is a, there's a time for that. Um, you know, the, the story that I shared about, um, about my friend in India, while he is running into the jungle with his family while his house is being burned to the ground in an attempt to murder him, my guess is he's not smiling then that in that moment that there is mm-hmm. that in, in, in the moment of suffering, he doesn't have a plastic smile plastered to his face and, uh, and sheer delight. <clears throat> the difference is after the fact, when he looks back at that, what he dwells on is look at how my Jesus provided for me and my family in this moment. And so the joy for him after the fact comes from not pretending like that wasn't legitimate suffering, but instead of fixating on the suffering, he fixates on the Jesus who was with him and carried him through it. Yeah, that's good. I Well, so right there kind of, I, I was thinking about how often we 
um, you know, when we're in one ditch, we want to correct it by falling into the other ditch. Right. Or we think that the opposite of something is actually the correction when it's not. Um, so for example, uh, the correction to inauthentic joy is not melancholy. Right. It's, it's authentic joy. Correct. Like it's the, if you want to correct fake joy, it should be real joy. Um, but you're right. Like it, it is good that we address these other issues and, you know, the dark night of the soul and the struggles and that, but, but we should, but we have to remember that the joy is, is supposed to be our norm. Like that, that should be how we function. It reminds me a little bit though. That correction reminds me of how, um, for a long time in the church, a lot of people's experience in the church is that you couldn't be honest about sin in your life. You couldn't be honest about any kind of, battle like you were supposed to act as though you've already conquered all these things you couldn't acknowledge weakness and there was an overcorrection in the church for that to where it became almost like our sin we were wearing our sin as a badge of honor mm. and it reminds me a little bit of Paul's letter to the church in Corinth you know like you're you're condoning these things you're like celebrating these things that even the world looks at as yeah. as horrible um and so we so that's another example of where um an overcorrection of where we get into a culture where we try to outdo one another um, with, you know, with worse things so that we can show how authentic we are. Right. But you know, it's better than, than uh, authentic sin is authentic holiness. Like it'd <laughs> yes. be, it's even better. Like, like some victory. And, and so hopefully our testimonies are always um, because we are still on this side of eternity, we will always be battling sin so we will always have testimony of how we are fighting against our flesh and areas where we have fallen, areas where we are weak. And then we should also have um, stories of victory and stories of where we've been sanctified and where God is giving us victory in certain areas. And, and that should be a joyful thing. Um, so I, it, it just it just popped in my head as just another way that we sometimes um, we forget that the answer to our falling into a ditch is not the other ditch. It is Jesus. Um, yes. So, so with that, um, you, you mentioned, you kind of, you kind of touched on this in, in the sermon, but, um, so going back to you saying how you are, you, you see yourself as a relatively melancholy person, which I don't, I, I think it's just the artist in you. I just, I don't see you. I don't typically see you as melancholy. I just see you as quiet. Are those different? It's because you don't see what's simmering below. I don't see. Sometimes I can see it in your eyes. Like (laughs) when I ask who's doing the podcast with me, Mm -hmm. um, then I see. And before I answer, you go, Oh, not you. I'll ask Jeff. Yeah. I'll ask Jeff. Um, so for people who struggle with that, they would say, you know, my, my default personality is not, um, is not what people would consider joyful does that mean they're not actually joyful? Like, what do we mean when we say joyful? Like, how would you differentiate being joyful, like biblically joyful and what the world would see as joyful, what we would define normally as joyful? Hmm. That is a good question because it's going to flesh out differently for different personality types. Right. right? So your joy is going to look very different from my joy. Um, the extrovert joy versus introvert joy or um, 
culturally joy is going to look different. Mm -hmm. Joy in Russian culture is going to look very different than joy in Brazilian culture. Um, just because those, there's the, the cultural norms are so different that it's, it's, it's going to either put fences around what that's going to look like, or there's going to be, uh, you're going to let the leash off. So like in Brazil, they just, they do, they are a delightful culture, right? It's big emotions. It's a very extroverted culture. Um, I, when I was in Russia, I asked, I'm looking around at everybody and I think, Hey, I kind of look a little Russian, right? Like I've, I've got similar features. And, and so when I was, I, I had asked them at one point, um, Hey, could I, could I pass as a Russian? Like if you just saw me walking down the street, would you, would you think that I was Russian and everybody at the table burst out into laughter? Like I had said something really clever and hilarious. And, and, and you had. And evidently I had, yes. And and they're like, oh no, nobody is nobody is thinking that you are that you are Russian. I was like, why? And they said, because you smile. And I said, what do you mean? Like, what we don't we don't do that here. <laughs> like that's not really something that and I thought, that's a weird statement because I mean they're smiling as they're laughing at mm -hmm. my accidental joke. So it's not like there's no happiness, just culturally me walking down the street like a like an American, like I stand out right. as a sore thumb in that culture. Um, so there, it's going to look, it's going to look different. It's not, it's not like you just say, these are the, the habits of a, of a joyful person. Um, other than I would say an, an internal um, trajectory toward delighting in Christ and, and all that he is and all that he's doing that, what what made my Indian friends so unique and, and the people that come to my mind when I think this is a joyful person, it's a wide range of personality types, but what is common throughout is, is a steadfast faith in God that allows them to look at, at nearly every circumstance mm -hmm. and see what God is doing in that. And so they're able to, to find something positive and beautiful in every circumstance. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's there's a contentment. There is a um, I don't I'm reluctant to use the term optimism because I think that's it, that can be such a trite word. But the difference between I think hopeful hopeful is a much better word. Um, yes, there there is a well, because a hope uh, in every circumstance. I think I think what you're touching on there is is kind of what I was getting at. I I, I think I could have asked it better with synonyms that that the world might use for joy, but that are actually what we would use as biblical synonyms. And, and obviously, you know, one of the, one of the synonyms that the world uses for joy is happiness or, you know, or some, or equating oh. it with some kind of physical response, like someone who laughs all the time or somebody yeah. that's, I think a lot of times that people just say, if you go on the street and you say, Hey, who do you know that someone is joyful? who do you know that's joyful? They'd probably point to someone who's laughing a lot, smiling all the time, you know, coming up, putting their arm around you, whatever. Those, those don't mean you're not joyful, but those are, those are, I would say are more worldly um, synonyms for that. Whereas I think biblically, hmm. I think hopeful is, is one. I, I like you, you said content. Um, I think I, I know what you mean by optimism, but, but yeah, there's, there delight, um, 
uh, a looking forward, a looking like, like people who uh, basically it's, it's just people who are so secure in the idea that that God is in their midst, that God is working, that God is working all things together for good, that that every turn around the corner is another gift of mercy, of kindness, of of more depth of knowing yeah. Jesus. That's how you can be joyful even in the midst of suffering. So you might be weeping, and yet I still think if we if we're going in that definition of joy, like a biblical definition, it's it can be hard to picture like, well, how can I be joyful when I'm sobbing in grief? Hmm. Well, if if you look at those other words and say, well, biblically it's closer to hopeful. Well, I can be hopeful when I'm yeah. sobbing with grief. It's it's I can be content in knowing that that God has given me everything that, that he has for me and that he will continue to provide for me and that there's nothing I'm missing. Um, I can be, um, I can, I can be hopeful that he is going to work things together for good, that there's going to, that the sun is going to come up again, that he is going to bring healing, that he's going to be bring restoration. Um, all these different things that we, that I think are more, um, Cause I'm just trying to get a handle on it and try to help people kind of put some tangible. Cause if we just say like rejoice and, and that we should be joyful, I think we need to figure out, okay, well, what, what do we mean by that? What does it look like? Yeah. And because for both personality types, right? So the melancholy person or the person who's more quiet, like the, the Russians out there who are listening to our podcast. And when I was over there, the same thing, they just, I mean, like yeah. this would not shock you. I would never pass for Russian. <laughs> like they just, it's not going to happen. Um, but I, I talk, I talk to and smile at strangers. Mm -hmm. That's like immediately, clearly I'm not dead giveaway, dead giveaway. Um, which is funny because I've been in other cultures where I'm too reserved. Right. And so it is different no matter what. Um, but if you, if you can get away from, from that idea, but then what do you get towards? Like I can say, well, it doesn't mean you're just happy all the time, but it does mean something though. It's also not just some flittering thought or something that you just can't really grasp. Um, and there's nothing that I can check in myself. Like if I say, am I being joyful right now? I'm going to ask myself questions like, are you hopeful? Are you content? Are you, um, are you excited about what God is doing? Do you believe that he's going to, to keep working in this, giving the benefit of the doubt for people and for situations? Um, yeah. Yeah. Because the, I would argue the opposite of joy is not sadness. Right. The I would argue that the opposite of joy is bitterness and discontentment. Mm. So that's good. Maybe it's maybe it's helpful to define it by what by its yes. opposite, kind of like that growing in your understanding of you know may your face shine upon us. Is it, it helped me to understand that as well? What is the opposite? Mm-hmm. The opposite is him him turning away in in shame or in. Uh, disconnection. So if I look at it as not, are you, are you joyful or are you sad, but are you joyful or are you discontent? Um, are you, are you joyful or are you bitter? Do you, do you look at your current circumstances? Because happiness, I would, I would say is a, is an emotion you feel based on circumstances. Joy is not an emotion you feel based on circumstances, a posture of your heart. And so there is 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 my posture toward my circumstances, toward um, toward my heart, toward God, toward the people around me, toward my circumstances? Is the posture of my heart one of hopeful joy or one of 
bitterness and discontentment. Um, so that, and I can and I can have joy even with a very subdued um, personality. Right. I um, maybe not stoic, right? Because stoic, you're starting to move into apathy and right. unfeeling. Like, um, but yeah, you can be stoic. You can be reserved, right. And joyful, right? Um, and and you can be boisterously joyful, but so so to my more reserved brethren and sistren out there that we're not saying we all need to become extroverts or we all need to become boisterous or gregarious like it, it it's simply when you consider god the people around you yourself and your circumstances is is the posture of your heart one of hopeful joy or one of discontentment and bitterness i think that's really helpful to define it by what it's not because that is a question that i can ask myself like if if i meet a circumstance I can say, okay, what I want to fight against is I want to fight against bitterness taking root in my heart. I want to fight against discontent. I want to fight against, um, like I want to be hopeful for um, that particular person, that particular situation. Um, I want to, so that's a, I think that's a really good barometer. Like when anything happens and I'm saying like, okay, right now, am I, am I content or do I feel like there's something I'm, missing or something I'm not getting that I should be getting. Am I, um, am I bitter? Like, a, you know, if I have a issue with somebody and I hear about them or hear something good happen to them or something that I feel like I would like to have or, or experience. And like, is that, is that producing bitterness in me? If there's a, a change at work, am I, am I being, um, am I being pulled away by a lack of hope? And I think like, well, mm-hmm. this is going to be terrible. And, and so, and that makes me bitter and it makes me um, cold. Cause you said like, you don't have to be gregarious, but I would say that um, another marker of someone who exhibits a lot of joy is warmth. Yeah. Like, you can be quiet, yes. but warm, but you, you can't be joyful and be cold. You can't be joyful and be unfeeling, you know, and stoic. What you're talking about, like reserved, and quiet, those are just, those are adjectives to describe how this thing is displayed. Mm. They aren't, they don't define that thing. Right. Um, and you just, you can't, there are some things you can't be if you're going to be joyful. So you, you can't be bitter. You can't be cold. You can't be unfeeling. You can't, you know, the, those are the opposite. Yeah. yeah. You can't be joyfully divisive. No, you can't be joyfully. Well, yeah, but it wouldn't be joy. It would not be biblical joy. You'd be, you'd right. be like. Ah, uh, that's true. You, you can, yeah. You can rejoice the, in wrongdoing. You can like, delight you know, in wrongdoing. That's right. true. That is a good so, point. So yeah, you're right. Like so, so we are talking. We should qualify. We're talking about Christ honoring joy here, like Christ like <laughs> joy. You can't do that and like hope for failure for, um, mm. you know, for people or those those would all be things that would be contrary to Christ like joy. I think that's an important distinction. It is the Christ-like Fun, part? Yes. It usually Finding is. Finding delight it's, in yeah. the suffering of others or the failure of others or the defeat of others. That is that is not Christ-like joy. Yeah, I was going to give an example, but I felt like maybe that would not be. That's probably for the best. Probably. I could have given good a, filter. Silly, a silly Look sports Look at you, example. filtering. Because what I was going to say was. What, I'm just kidding. See what I did there? I do. I do. That would be great. So yeah, I so 
you're opening your Bible, which makes me think you have something. I don't, I don't want to go on to another question. If you had something that you were thinking about. No, I, I was just making sure that I was remembering Galatians five. Oh, correctly. Well, that would be good. Yes. It's not one you want to, as a general rule, I prefer not to misquote when I can. Yeah. Um, but just talking about like, what are, what are the characteristics that, that surround that? I mean, the, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then the opposite of those things, the, the works of the flesh are things like idolatry, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, rivalries, divisions, dissensions, envy. Like to, it, it helps me put it in the context of like, well, what are, what are Joey's buddies? What are, what are the, right. the siblings yep. of joy? And it's, it's kindness. It is patience. It is gentleness. It is love. It is peace. Like that, that helps me kind of round it out and say, if I can be happy and, and be delighting, I can be happy about division and strife and I can be happy that that person failed because I was jealous of them. But that is, it's not joy because joy is joy when it's surrounded by mm -hmm. the other fruit of the spirit, which are love and gentleness and kindness and these other things. Like, so it, it might help define it by putting it in its, in its context and, and what would not would what would I almost said what would naturally what would supernaturally follow along with right. it? Yeah, you know, and, and you think about rejoicing. So we're called to rejoice in the Lord always, um, and we're we, we're called. I will say it again. I'll say it again. Rejoice. rejoice. Um, but also, like we're, we are to rejoice with others, and you know, to mourn with them. And I've, I've mentioned before, and I, I'm sure you've brought this up, a lot of people have brought this up, that I think as Christians, we tend to be better, not not awesome all the time, but we tend to be better at mourning with people than we are with at rejoicing with people. Um, I think we, mm. we tend to, be, you know, we see something happen that someone, you know, someone loses somebody or something tragic happens. Um, by and large, now we've had, we've certainly had some issues of that of late of not, um, not nailing that. But I think overall, especially in our groups of friends, our family, um, we do that pretty well. I think rejoicing with one another, it is more challenging and that in and of itself reveals a lack of joy right. because if I'm overflowing with joy, then, um, then it's easy to rejoice with others. But if I've given over to bitterness, like if I always feel like I, I'm not getting what I deserve or that I'm not, um, that I'm being overlooked or I'm somehow being cheated out of something or, or people aren't treating me the way that I deserve to be treated or anything like that, that's bitterness starts to take root. And then it's very difficult to rejoice with other people. I mean, if you feel like you are treated poorly at work and you don't get what you deserve, how in the world would you rejoice with someone else that gets a promotion, right? You're not going to. No. And I think, I think that's a really critical thing. Like what happens, you can tell that's another litmus test of how joyful are you? Because uh, the opposite is when I feel like I'm just receiving blessing after blessing from God, that he, he is, um, whether things are going really well or not, but I just feel God's presence with me. And I feel like he sees me and he knows me and he's working in me and he, and he loves me. 
and I see him as a good father who has just given countless mercies and kindnesses to me, then when I see him do it for you, do that same thing, then I get right. really excited about it. Right. Like, oh, he's doing it for you too. Yeah. Right. Isn't he great? And you said that <laughs> it in the adds to like, my yeah. joy. Right. Like you're just like, everyone's pointing at, you gave that picture of eternity where like everyone's pointing at Jesus and they're not worried about any of these other differences they mm -hmm. had. They're like, Hey, you love him too. Like he's the best. Yeah. He's, he's your Jesus. He's my Jesus too. And there's this excitement about that. Yeah. And I think we, we need to not underestimate this, the power of that testimony. So you touched on that idea that, um, that the reason we are called to rejoice and experience all this is so that the nations would know who, who our father is, what he is like. And, um, and we forget that that's one of the big ways that we do it is is by being joyful. And it is an incredible testimony. Um, like if you want to build a bridge with somebody, if you want to express love to somebody, yes, mourn with them. Like everyone feels comforted. You know, like if you get a card, they get a hug, whatever. But man, I'll tell you what, I think I think what stands out from the culture even more is when you are the person that rejoices with somebody. Yep. Yes. When you celebrate with them, when they go on the vacation and you're excited for them to go on the vacation, you're not thinking like, well, it must be nice. Like, I wish I got that much time off or wish right. I could go do that, that you celebrate with them, that you're excited with them. We have friends like, so we went out, you know, we were gone on that vacation. The people that greeted us with, oh man, how was your trip? And then, you know, we'd share a couple of things and they were like, that's so exciting that you got to experience that. I'm so glad you got to have that. Those are like, those are the friends you want to share things with. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you this too, that like, so when so many people that, you know, will talk to us about like, how do I, how do I build those bridges? How do I, how do I share the gospel with somebody? How do I, um, how do I, I how do I build that friendship at work or my neighborhood? Well, one of the quickest ways is to rejoice with them because when you are a rejoicer of yeah. things and celebrating with them, then they will want to share things with you. And then not only right. will that be the good things, but it will also be the hard things. Yeah. And then you'll have opportunities to weep with them. You'll be have opportunities to pray for them and to pray with them. Um, it just is an incredible bridge builder. So I just I want to make sure you connect that because you connected that well on the, on on Sunday, and it's connected in Scripture that God gives us this kind of joy so that we would be a light among the nations, so that right. people would look at us and be like, "Man, that's a that's a joyful crew." So that we would look different right. from the people around us so that we wouldn't respond the way everyone else responds with jealousy when you are getting something good, but that I, I would be able to respond with joy with you. Um, I mean, we just read the works of the flesh, right? right. So the natural response, the, the, the factory setting is I am jealous of the person who gets what I don't have. And yes, I can, I can maybe mourn with the person who mourns, either because I can relate to that person or because there's a, you know, if we're honest, there's kind of a natural sense of superiority when something bad happens to someone else. Mm -hmm. I feel a little bit better that that's not me. But when you get something better than me, I feel inferior. And so right. now I feel threatened and I get defensive unless I'm filled with the spirit of the living God. And then I go, whoa, look at how awesome the father is for you too. And instead of that right. robbing me of joy, it, it feeds and fuel it, it produces more joy in me. And then that is what makes us stand out. Not, not all the things that we typically assume are the things that make us stand out. Um, sometimes the things we assume do make us stand out, but not in the way that Jesus would want us to. Right. If, if only we could stand out 
for being so joyful in the midst of circumstances, regardless, inexplicably irrationally joyful, not irrational in the sense of, of foolishness that we're dismissive of reality, but we understand the reality of Jesus so much that it puts everything else in proper context. So I am able to genuinely, sincerely rejoice when great things happen to you. And even when something great happens to my my nemesis, right, yes. my enemy, to be able to say, God, you are so good. Even even this person, yeah. you you demonstrate your grace for them. That is just such an extraordinary picture of how badly I need that grace. And I hope and pray that you would use that to draw that person to yourself so that maybe one day that would be my brother or sister. That's different. Yeah, it is different. And I hope, and even that, when you think about, you know, even rejoicing with somebody, um, yeah, that, that would be, you would consider your enemy or you consider on the opposite, you know, the opposite side of, of the aisle or whatever. And you see that right now in our, in our culture, people rejoicing over bad things happening to people they disagree with because it they feel vindicated. Yeah. And that is not a Christ-like attitude at all. Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. God does not delight in the death of the wicked. We are we are called to to weep even with those who um, suffer because of evil. Like even if even if somebody is um, you know is is suffering at their own hand, we still are called to weep with that and we want to rejoice in in good things. Um, for others. And again, you talk about bridge building. I mean, man, imagine going up to a person like your, um, your nemesis at work who gets a promotion and being the first one to congratulate them. Yeah. And, um, and then I think all of this thing comes back to, yeah. And so then when we suffer, that's what also makes us look different, different because when we suffer, we suffer as those with not without, not as those with no hope. We, we do yeah. so with hope, which is a form of joy. And so when we have joy in that, that means we aren't getting bitter. We're not getting, um, you know, disenchanted with things around us. We're not becoming harsh. Um, now I'm not saying that, you know, if you feel any of those things, like you should like, well then, you know, I don't, I don't want to condemn that. Like there's a, there's a season in that, but, but what we're talking about is not giving ourselves over to that. Like you have to fight against that when you, do meet trials and you say, okay, how am I going to rejoice in this? I think it'd be helpful to think, okay, that means I'm not giving myself over to bitterness. I'm going to, I'm going to choose joy, which means I'm going to choose to be hopeful to, I'm going to choose to believe God that he still is who he says he is, that he is going to work this together for good, that he is going to restore this. Um, and then be amazed at the joy that he brings about. And then yeah. that is another huge testimony to to the world so that, you know, when you're rejoicing with people and then when you're still um, rejoicing in the Lord in the midst of hard circumstances um, and all of that sets us apart. So when we talk about holiness and God setting us apart, that's how he does it. It's not primarily through behavior modification. Mm. It right. is, it is through the joy that we have in our father. Yeah. Through heart transformation, which right. then leads to different behavior, certainly, Correct. but it's not outside in, it's inside out. Right. Amen to that. It's good. It's good. It's good. Did you makes me feel joyful? Does it? I can tell. You should tell your face. Oh man! You walked right in that one. I did. Oh, 
Hey, by the way, you know, you, this is like this whole thing. You told me that I'm supposed to be more joyful or that I should be smiling more. Not that I should be more joyful, but I should smile more. And then you noticed that you don't smile. So I, I feel like I made it worse for myself. Yeah. When I when I called you out on that, now, I, for whatever reason, I have stopped smiling when I go yeah. up there. So now I, I, there are multiple times on Sunday where I was like, oh, oh I'm not smiling. I should smile. Yeah. But they should not mistake that for a lack of joy. So, um Correct. It's, well, you talked about serious joy. Like I'm often on Sunday morning, like I, I like to make jokes, but even when I'm joking, I have a dry personality or dry um, you do. sense and if, of humor. Well, and for me, it's if my concentration face looks like I have a concentration frown. <laughs> so if I'm thinking really hard about something, I look, I look somewhere between heartbroken and enraged, depending on how hard I'm concentrating. Oh, wow. On. So, enraged. <laughs> Oh, Robbie enraged. I think I just look confused. <laughs> I'm thinking really hard. <laughs> Did everybody listening to this get that? Did I don't, you see I my don't, I don't think they saw your face. This is, this is why we should put these on YouTube. Oh, no, no. never. All right. Never. Well, do you have anything else helpful? Or is we good? Oh, you gave me the point. You nothing, gave me the pointy finger sign. Remember we talked about you. this. It's I'm supposed you. to like narrate all of your... Now it's your cues. turn to close the podcast, Jay. <laughs> All right. Well, well, allow me. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We're glad that you're listening to this. And if you listen to these last couple of minutes, I apologize. Um, but hopefully it's been helpful as you pursue joy and, and fight for joy and, and just and choose, choose joy. And because we have so much to be joyful about our father who loves us, who sent his son to live the life we couldn't live and die the death that we deserve so that we could be with him for all eternity. It's a pretty incredible thing. And so we should be marked by our joy. So I pray that for you this week. And until next week, grace and peace. Mm -hmm.